0: The $1.3 million Kosciuszko is the world's richest race for country-trained horses and the field is determined by those who draw winning tickets in the Kosciuszko sweepstakes. $5 tickets are now available through the Tab App or your local TAB outlet. 14 winning ticket holders will be drawn on September the 9th holders of those winning tickets will have the opportunity to select the horse they'd like to run in their entry and if successful, will then negotiate the terms of a prize money split with the owners of that horse. A $5 ticket could make it possible for you or your syndicate of friends to share in the ownership of a runner in a race which in just three runnings has achieved a high profile. Grafton-trained Bell Flyer gave his slot holders a big thrill when he won the first Kosciuszko in 2018. In 2019 it was Handle the Truth and last year It's Me from Scone. It's an exciting opportunity for bush horses to take centre stage on one of the biggest race in the world, it gives punters and racing fans the opportunity to share in the ownership of a horse running in a $1.3 million race. Remember, the 14 winning slot holders will be drawn on September the 9th. Our recent podcast with Robert Thompson, who's still riding in races at age 63, triggered a few reactions from country racing fans who were quick to remind me of the deeds of Danny Fram who was forced into retirement in March 2010 at age 64. An eight-time Premiership winner in the north and northwest of New South Wales, Danny suffered severe injuries in the simplest of falls at Armidale in March of 2010. He'd finished well back on Nomadic Prince and was actually easing up when the gelding stumbled and dislodged him well past the winning post. As he said himself at the time, he just landed the wrong way. The principal injury was a transverse process fracture of the C7, in effect, a broken neck. It was very similar to another injury he'd sustained 17 years earlier in a race fall at Gunadar. Danny's neurosurgeon and his wife Mireille both expressed their opposition to his riding racehorses again and with a heavy heart, he relinquished his jockey's licence, a licence acquired in 1960, almost 50 years before the fateful fall at Armadale. Time off for injuries and other reasons probably cost him a total of three or four years out of the saddle, but in the other 46 years, he earned the respect of all sections of the industry. Danny has no idea... How many winners he rode? Some say it can't be far off 2,000. He rode only one winner in Sydney and he never rode in a Group 1 race, but he won every cup on the Tablelands except one. And he'll tell us about that later. To say Danny Fram was a country racing legend is no exaggeration. And it's a delight to welcome him to the podcast on a Sunday morning. Danny, we haven't chatted for a long, long time.
1: No, no, John, it's been been a few years, but, um, you know, the main thing, we're still here.
0: (laughs) Otherwise, we wouldn't be conducting this interview. No. (laughs) Now, mate, you were 64 when you gave it away. Um, Very few jockeys had a longer journey than you.
1: No, I don't think so, John, but I enjoyed what I was doing. Um, you know, it 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 was a it was a um that was my job that was my job. Yeah. You know, Like, yeah. I think um, men are men are um, expected to, to work, mm. and that's what I done. And that's that was my work. That was my job.
0: Yep. Dan, you must be nudging seventy five, are you?
1: Next September, John, twenty first September.
0: You told me on the phone that, despite all the broken bones you've had, very little arthritis has set in, which most people will find hard to believe. John, uh, I'll be honest
1: with you. I haven't got one one bit of arthritis in my body. Good heavens! Um, but I'm very fortunate because I know of a lot of a lot of elderly people that. Um, that suffer from it,
0: P- particularly ex-jockeys.
1: Yes, well, one of my best friends, Leon Fox. Mm. Leon suffers with it, but um, mm. <clears throat> but he's still well in himself. You know, like my he's word. Um, yeah, yeah, he's still well in himself.
0: He was a guest on the podcast just a few months ago. Dan, well, we- true. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned earlier that you'd had a similar outcome from a fall at Gunnar, way back in 1993 and you were out for a long time with that one you and Murray actually moved to Coffs Harbour during that period and you ran a laundromat
1: that's true John yeah we uh, well <coughs> the doctor advised me not to not to return to riding for at least 12 months mm. and uh, which which I did do and we Moray um, and myself, we opened, we took on the uh, the job of the laundromat and uh, we enjoyed ourselves.
0: In a lovely part of the world.
1: Oh, yes, <laughs> it was, yes. Mm.
0: Well, a, a, a neck twice broken was bad enough, but you've broken a few other things along the way too, haven't you?
1: Oh, yeah, John. I, um, I've broken both legs and... Um, both arms. Yeah. Um broke your um,
0: Collar collarbones.
1: Um, yeah, broke my collarbone. Mm. Yeah, and and wrist, you know, like and and uh, <coughs> I've um broken both legs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, I
1: don't want to go over that again, then No, that'll
0: do. We'll stop there. That's yeah. that's a pretty yeah. impressive injury, list. Now Dan yeah. You also lost a kidney at one stage. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, in a, in a fall. Um, actually, a horse come over the top of me. Yeah, he, he came. To, the horse fell and then rolled over the top of me, and I didn't do the damage straight away. I it, it um, yeah. took a took a few days to to react to to, mm. to the fall, mm. and yeah, they. Uh, I just went to the hospital and they uh, took it out. Uh, but away from that, I'm I've been blessed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, you've been blessed. It only took us twenty minutes to go through the injury list.
1: Yes, John, but I no, really like. I've been fortunate. i um, I'm here now. I've had I've got I've had no. No uh, no head damage. No. And, and that, to me, is an important
0: thing. Mm. Oh, it's everything. Yes. Now, Dan, you and your wife of 34 years, Marais, have continued to live in Moree, where you were based for the last few years of your riding career. Do you go to the local races?
1: Yeah. We, actually, I, I, I used to go over and uh, do a bit of uh, give a, a, a hand out at the... Uh, at the, at the barriers, but I don't mm. do that anymore. I've, um, I've retired now.
0: Well, you're nearly 75. You're entitled to retire. Yes. Yeah. Now, Dan, it's not widely known that you were born in Bowen in Queensland, a thriving little place in the Sunday region. Was there any racing background in your family?
1: No, none, John. No. Um, I had two brothers. And uh, and I got still got a sister, mm. and uh, we we had no. And my father was a footballer. He yeah. wasn't a, he wasn't a, he wasn't into the racing. Hmm. Yeah. You know, But um, no, there was no 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 uh, no racing in our
0: family. It was about 1959, and you were about 13 years old when you found your way to Brisbane. Where you met a trainer called Harry Hatton. You'd spend spare time at the stables, and you would soak up everything you could learn about horses from Harry.
1: That's that's true, John.
0: Now about a year after that, he signed you up as an apprentice, and you were with him for three years. That's that's
1: right.
0: Was he a tough boss?
1: He was he was a tough fella. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it never done me
0: harm. <laughs> well your indentures were transferred later to Ron Conquest uh, one of very few people to ride Group 1 winners and later train a Group 1 winner, in fact the Conquests were a very famous Queensland racing family
1: That's right John, they were yes they were, it was old, old Bronco and his brother and uh, and Ronnie, of course, and, but um, no, they, uh, they, were, they were good people.
0: Like the great Glenn Boss, you won your first race at Gimpy on an <laughs> aptly named horse called Come Lucky. Little did you <laughs> realise when Come Lucky went past the post, you'd still be riding winners 50 years later. <laughs> That's right, John, yeah. You actually yeah. won a race at Eagle Farm one day on a legendary Queensland horse called Prunder. Some call him Prunda uh, yeah. during your time with Harry Hatton. Now, Danny, just for the record, that horse won 31 races, yeah. including an Ipswich Cup. He ran second in a Stradbroke. He ran third in a Queensland Derby. How did you get yourself on a horse like Prunda? <laughs>
1: John, I was very fortunate to be with with um, Harry Hatton at the time, and um, he was he was he was a, just a, a just a great horse. That horse, he he, and a lot of people don't know that he was blind in one eye.
0: Good heavens, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, he he was blind in one eye. He got he, he got much got hit hit in the eye when he was young as mm. a farmer. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but Harry Harry Hatton had that horse from uh, you know like from when he was uh, yearling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, but he was a great horse.
0: Good horse to ride. Dan was he a push button? Oh job?
1: yeah, he was. He was. He was just one of those horses that you know you could put a kid on him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now. The great Lester Piggott rode to Prunder one year. They had an international jockeys race at Doomban and that's the horse that Lester drew out of the hat, Prunder. Do you recall uh, the great Piggott winning a race on him?
1: I do. I do, John, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes, he, uh, he was a great old horse.
0: Now, you gave racing away before the completion of your apprenticeship and you stayed away for two years. What brought that on? I was
1: struggling with my weight at the time, and um, just didn't want to. Didn't want to, you know, like I, I wasn't fully focused focused on what I, you know, like on the job. Um, actually, I played a bit of football, and um, I went to Gundawindi Windy and um, spent yep. a little bit of, bit of time out there.
0: You started off again? Yeah. Yeah. Was that a trainer called Mick O'Shea? That's true, yeah. 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 A good racing town, Gundawindi, isn't it? It is a
1: good town, yeah. Yeah. I've still got friends there in Mm. Gundawindi. Yeah.
0: Well, finally, you drifted over the border into New South Wales. You spent some time in Moree, then you went to Inverell, and finally to Baraba. Where there was a shortage of jockeys now you teamed up with a very good bush trainer here called Jeff Smith and you were eight years in Baraba.
1: that's true John yeah that's true yeah, um, actually the I was I was um, teamed up with Jeff Jeff and Trevor Smith yeah Trevor Trevor was um the brother and and uh, but Jeff <clears throat> Jeff ended up with with the um with the better horses mm. like yeah on, on a you know um he he finished up with a horse called uh, River Ridge
0: oh dear won, me yeah
1: won a lot of races River Ridge
0: uh he was um, an amazing horse a sprinter. Uh, well, he seemed to go on forever, Dan. You won something like twenty races on River Ridge.
1: That's correct. That's correct, John. Yeah,
0: mm. he and, raced, raced in Sydney a bit. He was very quick, wasn't he?
1: He was. He was. He, he. Um, you know, um, 12, 1,200 hundred metres pulled him up, mm. but um, he won a lot of races over the short courses.
0: Mm. Did he? Have, did he have to lead, Dan?
1: No, not really. I, I won. I won a few races on him, you know. Back, you know, run third or fourth on him. Mm. But um, he, um, he, he was he was better a better horse ridden that way. Was he? If you could just sit off the pace on him, yeah. and he, he 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 could get he could get to the line.
0: Yeah, and he used to fly the gates, didn't he? Oh,
1: yeah, he he had a happy neck there. He he was a good horse. In, out in the barriers, you know, good good horse. He'd stand, stand good in the barriers and, yeah. and um, nine out of ten times he'd beat him out.
0: Yeah. He gave you a big thrill one day uh, when he won a, a stakes race, a good stakes race at Eagle Farm called the Lightning Handicap. Did he lead that day? He
1: did. He did from an outside alley. Mm. He um. He drew the outside, outs, I think 15 or something like that, and, mm. and uh, led from go to woe.
0: It was Jeff Smith's uh, brother, Trevor, who trained your only Sydney winner. It was a smart little mare called Lady Bendina, and you led throughout to win a race at Randwick. What a thrill for a bush jockey. Oh, yeah,
1: uh, John, she... Um, she was and she was a good mare. but like she won that race after she'd had a foul.
0: did she really yeah
1: um a lot of people don't know that but um yeah um it was through a mistake um a couple of the boys put her in the paddock for uh, for a spell oh. when she was three year old yeah. and there was there was a cold in the paddock
0: that was a smart move.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear, yeah, but that's life.
0: <laughs> mm. Lady Bendina, yeah. she could gallop. Oh yeah, she was she
1: was a good mare. She was just just a beautiful mare. Um, actually, I broke her in.
0: Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I
1: broke her in, and oh well, Trevor and me broke her in. Mm. But. Um, Yeah, she was was a flighty little thing as a a two-year-old, but um, she could gallop.
0: You could have ridden in Sydney many times, but much like Robert Thompson, you hated to let country clients down. Now, Dan, there were very few race days in your region when you didn't have a full book.
1: No, that's that's right, John, and it's a bit hard to, to leave home when... Everything is laid on for you, right where you, you, you you're, you're stationed, you know, like
0: mm, mm. yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure you would have knocked back plenty of rides in town had you been prepared to walk away from country meetings.
1: I had the I had the opportunity on a few occasions.
0: Mm. Now, you went to New Caledonia five times. Five separate riding contracts in that French territory in the South Pacific, beginning in 1980, and you did very well each time, Dan. In fact, there was one season where you won, this is an incredible strike rate, you won 36 races from 53 rides, and that won you the Premiership. That's right, Dan. Yeah, I had a good year that year. Who did you ride for there?
1: well. Mainly for um, Claude Lafleur, yeah. Gabby Devere,
0: mm.
1: um, who were the other ones, uh, like, old age? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Another one <laughs> of the leading trainers there. So you, you were never short of opportunities.
1: No, 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 uh, John, no. no. The, um, they're still, still racing over there. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they race this year, but they. Uh, I, I've heard that they've uh, they started. They start, I think they just started their season.
0: Are The locals uh, racing mad as they are in Mauritius.
1: Uh, no, they. But, but it's you know they, you've got your racing um, people there. You know, like that they they uh, they, like, they love their racing.
0: So would the place be packed every? They only race one day a week, I presume.
1: That's right. Yeah, just every two weeks.
0: Every oh goodness me! What what do you do in the in between times?
1: Well, fish. I go fishing. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Did
0: See that was they, you were on five working holidays by the sound of it.
1: That was it. That was it, John. But it was it. It was a good life. I I, I didn't mind it, and hmm. it was a break away from the continuous job that race riding requires uh,
0: in Australia. Yeah. Where do the horses come from, down in New Caledonia, and and how good are they? What standard are they?
1: Well, it just it just depends on um, they uh, they import they import some horses mm-hmm. but most of them are bred over there
0: are they yeah so there are commercial studs in New Caledonia
1: yes Goodness yeah
0: me. yeah
1: I don't know, um, you know it's a few years since I've been over there yeah. I've been back there but um, mm. it's, it's um, very, um, they very like, they they really love their racing
0: how many race tracks
1: uh About uh, the three and one, I went to a a country meeting Mm. right up in the bush
0: once.
1: Mm. I, I forget the name of it.
0: Now, during one of your visits to New Caledonia, you were riding horses owned by a man whose cousin caught your eye at a social gathering. An attractive young lady with an appealing French accent who was to become your wife of 34 years? Now, what what was Marae's initial reaction when you suggested she should move to Australia?
1: No, she was all for it. <laughs> Watch,
0: that's your fatal charm again.
1: <laughs> no, she was just ha- and happy to come to Australia. Yep. And, bring, and and she brought her mother with
0: her. I was going to say, that was part of the deal, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: that was part of the deal.
0: Yeah. yeah mum, but, mum had to come too.
1: Yeah, but oh, we had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, Marais' mum became one of the most ardent race goers and punters in the <laughs> northwest of New South Wales. Marais was <laughs> telling me mum would be dressed, ready to go to the races one hour before you were. <laughs>
1: You're just exaggerating a bit, it'd be, be something like three or four
0: hours. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Goodness yeah. me. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And uh, Marais' mum sadly passed away.
1: 2009,
0: she passed away. Oh, dear me. And racing in the Northwest has never been the same.
1: <laughs>
0: no, no. Did Marais adapt? Quickly to northwestern New South Wales and the lifestyle here, or did she threaten to return to New Caledonia more than once? No,
1: after 12 years. No, no, she, uh, she went back. Uh, I think the first time we went back was 12 years. After 12, 12
0: years. Oh, dear me, yeah. Yeah,
1: after 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, we've been back a few times, but um, mm. yeah, it's uh, not the same. New Caledonia, it's it's like everywhere else. Like things
0: Mm. change. Mm. Yeah. Danny, just stand by there for a moment. We're going to clear a commitment on the podcast, and we'll be back with Danny Fram after this. It came as no surprise when Inglis Managing Director Mark Webster announced that South Australian G-TRA would fill the company slot in the Everest at Randwick on October the 16th. G-TRA ran in the Inglis slot last year coming from well back to finish a strong third to Classic Legend. The horse stayed in Sydney and two weeks later won the $1 million Yes 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 Stakes at Rosehill Gardens. Not long after, he presented with a knee problem, which required surgery for the removal of a bone chip and then a long spell. On resuming, Gtra Tra ran third in the group one Goodwood handicap and was then taken to Brisbane, where he was unplaced in the Kingsford Smith Cup, only 2.8 lengths from the winner after a wide run and a pretty hefty check in the straight. Fittingly, he was purchased by trainer Gordon Richards at the 2017 Inglis Premier Sale for just $41,000. He's taken his large ownership syndicate on a fantastic journey with 10 wins and 12 placings for more than $3.2 million. Inglis and G-TRA get together for the second time in the world's richest race on turf the fifth running of the TAB Everest at Royal Randwick on October the 16th. Special guest is former champion country jockey Danny Fram, uh, currently living in Moree, New South Wales. Dan, you've lost count of the number of bush cups you've won, some of them several times over, but the one to elude you is the Tamworth Cup. Does that get up your nose?
1: No, John. Um, I've i had rides. In, you know always had rides in the Tamworth Cup, but just not uh, say so fortunate enough uh, to uh, to have won it up you know like um, at this stage. And um, I just uh, I I suppose you'd say I'd, I'd, it's it's a bit sad not not having won a Melbourne Cup. A, a a Tamworth Cup, but yeah. um I um, but I won a lot of other cups in in the oh, area. Yeah. Um, it um, it would have been nice to win the Tamworth Cup, but uh, it's not to be. No, it you, just wasn't be.
0: You did run second in the Tamworth Cup one year on a really nice mare, uh, which raced in Sydney a fair bit. I can remember her well. Her name was Brooklyn Maid.
1: Yeah, yeah, she 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 was placed once um, at Tamworth. It it um, she she was a great little mare, Rockland Maid. Um, actually, I I rode her a first start in a race. Did
0: you? Yeah, yeah
1: she, Um I went to um, was in yeah. I think I was in Gundawindi at at the time, and Old Ernie Smith rang me and asked me if I'd go to um, go down to. Muclebrook yep, and uh, and ride ride a couple of horses for him which I did mm. and she she I, she won the the two-year old race that day then followed up uh, a couple of weeks later because I had I had rides in um, in, in in the in the bush mm. um, they took her to Sydney mm. and she won two races In Sydney, they Mm. took her down and stayed a couple of weeks, and Mm. she won two races in Sydney.
0: Yeah, oh, she was a smart filly. Oh,
1: yeah, she. And then after that, wasn't long after that that I moved to to Baraba, linked up with the with the Smiths, and uh, uh, I won a stack of races on her.
0: You rode against some great bush jockeys in your time, but there were a couple. For whom you had special admiration, now not surprisingly, one of them—you mentioned his name earlier—is the remarkable Leon Fox, who quit the saddle in the late 1990s to become a trainer. Now, Danny, Leon was tall and Leon was heavy, but what a great rider he was!
1: Yeah, I've been friends with Leon for years. I moved—I moved to Inverell when I was younger, travelling around, and um, I moved to Inverell and, and started ride, uh, riding work for his, for his dad. Mm. And um, actually, I just hadn't long started there, and Leon had a fall one day and broke his leg. Mm. And uh, I finished up um, sticking around, and, and um, I rode a heap of winners for – for Leon's dad and yeah. uh, I just uh, yeah I stayed for a while and then moved on but but I've stayed friends with Leon over the years. We, mm. It's just one of the one of those um, blokes that you just stay in touch with.
0: Oh my word! Well, when Leon turned to training, the first jockey he came looking for was Danny Fram. You did a stack of riding for him.
1: I did, did, did. I rode a
0: lot of winners for, for Leon. Yes. You won six races on the horse he says is the best he ever trained, a horse called Treelopper, and one of your six wins was the Cotton Cup at Moree.
1: That's true. Yeah, he was a good horse.
0: He'd been he trained good. in Sydney originally. I think Noel Mayfield-Smith might have won a couple of races with him here uh, he found yeah. his way to Leon's place and you did have some fun with him.
1: Oh we did. We yeah, he, he was a tough horse. Was he? he was, oh yeah, he was a tough horse. Actually, um uh oh, I forget his name now, the jockey, but uh jockey from Down the Hunter, he, mm. he won a he won a N real Cup on him. I mm. oh, was suspended at the time and um uh I forget the jockey's name now, but he won an in for a couple, and he come from Newcastle. You'll
0: have to give me more information.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, Dan, you speak very highly of the talents of the late Barry Stein.
1: I, uh, I we, <coughs> He was a good friend of mine, Barry, and uh, hmm. actually, I still stay in touch with his, with his family, like his wife and. Um, yeah, um, wife and and family, they um, but Barry was I I spent most of his time, a lot of his younger days up in Queensland, he was uh, uh, riding in Brisbane, um, but I had a great admiration. For Bowery a, a, yeah. as a jockey, like he he was, um, I put him up there, you know, as as good a jockey as 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 he'd wish to see around the, the country, you know, like, and mm. um, he'd go to town and was wasn't out of place in town, you know, like he mm. he was just a just a good rider.
0: He certainly was. Now he rode River Ridge a few times too. Yeah, he did. He
1: did. Um, when he used to go down to Sydney, um, he'd go down and ride him. I'd, I'd stay at home and and ride just ride my the horses that I normally ride. You know. Mm.
0: Mm. One of the best horses Barry uh, was fortunate enough to get himself on was Delrello, and oh. I can I can <laughs> still see him winning the Doncaster on Delrello in the mid seventies.
1: Yeah, yeah, he um. He rode a lot, he rode a good few, good, good, real good horses, you know, like that were around Brisbane. And um, yeah, he just had that happy knack of, of, of um, you know, just, he was just a good rider. Top rider.
0: Now, you rode for a wide range of trainers during your long career. You've always said the late Keith Swan was one of the best.
1: Oh yeah, he 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 was a good trainer, Keith. Um, we, um, I, I rode for him, um, quite a bit there later on, but um, no, he he was uh, he was he was you know one one of the best trainers that I ever rode for. Mm.
0: Now Keith's yeah. niece Sue Grills has obviously inherited some of her uncle's talents. Have you ridden any of Sue's hey, horses?
1: She's a good friend of ours, but um, she had a good good teacher in Keith.
0: My word, she did, yeah. Mm. Now, Danny, about 20 years ago, you attended a dinner at Randwick where several country racing awards were presented and you received a New South Wales Country Racing Lifetime Award. Achievement Award. Did you have any idea it was coming?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> that one, that one caught me off guard, John. Yes, but uh, it, it's it's still here, sitting on the cupboard. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> what what I'm, a great honour! No,
1: I've got the I've got the uh, the award hanging in in the in the in the room here, mm. but the. Um, The the other little award they gave me was sitting in a little cup.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Which one was that? A little
1: little cup that they gave me with it.
0: A a miniature. Yeah. Yeah, and and richly (laughs) deserved.
1: Mm. But, um, yeah, you, you know, you like to keep those things. Those things are just nice to
0: have around. Oh, I think in your quiet moments, you'd be staring at it a bit, wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: <yeah. laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Now, mate, <laughs> you mentioned earlier we were talking about that horse that Leon Fox trained, Tree Lopper, who won an Inverell really? Cup. You were trying to think of the name of the jockey uh, from the mid North Coast who rode him that day. Yeah. It was Peter Graham.
1: That's, that's it, Peter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Peter Graham. Yeah. Peter Graham, who suffered a. Very nasty shoulder injury about a year ago. He didn't ride. In fact, I think he's still out, and and in, he's taken out a trainer's license, I believe.
1: Has he? Yeah, mm. I, I, yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't know that he that he had an injury, but I, I, I'd noticed that I, I hadn't seen his name.
0: Mm, exactly. Well, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, he was out. Oh, he, no. He's been out for a year.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, Peter.
0: Now, Dan, you once said. You'd never completely close the door on training horses, but it hasn't happened, has it?
1: I, I'm not at the moment. I'm, I haven't. I haven't got a horse at the moment. Mm. But um, I've been. I've been under treatment for cancer.
0: Yeah, I knew that Dan. I was going to raise yeah. that subject.
1: Yeah, I've been under under cancer treatment, and um, but you know I don't want to talk about that because. I'm, I'm, I feel all
0: right, and um, mm. that's it. Yeah. Mm. I know you monitor the problem very closely. You do everything by the book. You do everything the doctors tell you to do, and right at the moment you're going pretty well.
1: Oh, yes, John. Yeah.
0: And you've got the services of a certain little French nurse who <laughs> who cops absolutely no nonsense from you.
1: That's it. That's it. That's
0: it, John. Well, Danny, we wish you well, mate. I hope that you can stay on top of that health issue. I'm sure you will. And it's been been a delight to talk to you, mate, on this podcast, a long overdue chat. And uh, I hope that many of those people to whom you gave so much pleasure in the north and northwest of the state over a long period of years are able to catch up with this podcast and reminisce a little.
1: Well, John, I can thank you for all you know, all the trouble you've gone to, and um, and I just hope that um, everybody out there has a has um, has the same uh, experience, you know, like that I've had over the years. And thanks very much.
0: Good on you, Danny. Thanks for the memories. Great to talk. Good, John. Former champion country jockey Danny Fram on a podcast produced by Supernova Sound.